Welcome to the Wellspring Church Podcast. We're an international church family who wants to see Jesus' love transform communities. This recording is a sermon from our Sunday service and will take you deeper into the Bible in a real and relevant way. And I'd like to invite Matty Lee, Maria, and Kayla. Round of applause for those three. And I'll give it over to Carl. Um, but they're going to be talking about what it means to be salt and light. It's really powerful. So all week they've been reflecting and they're going to talk about the scripture of Matthew, what it means to be salt and light, and Carl's going to leave us some questions. It's a really powerful. Listen carefully. Brilliant. Thank you, Shagan. So no introductions needed, but I'll do it again just to honour it. So we've got Maria, we've got Matty Lee, and we've got Kayla. And they all, uh, they're attending UV and Grow, and they've been faithfully coming, serving, part of our group for a couple of years now. And what we wanted to speak on today was salt and light, because it's so important that every generation is salt and light, because that's what makes the city on the hill is a church that is salt and light. Those who are uh, you know, following Jesus, worshiping him, knowing who he is for real, having that authentic relationship. So what we're gonna do is gonna be a type of a panel, I'm gonna ask them some questions, they've reflected on some answers, they're gonna share with you, and hopefully this will bless you. And then right at the end of the service, anyone who is under 25, which I'm really sad I'm like 12 years off that, you get to pray for them and then Tim will come out and we will just bless the youth because they are so important. The role of kids and youth in our church is paramount, isn't it? Because a city is not made up of one generation. It's made up of multi-generations. And it's so important that we have input from kids and youth, that we have input from the parent generation, the grandfather generation. So if you've got a Bible, if you've got a phone, I'd love you to turn to Matthew's Gospel. We are going to be in Matthew 5. We're going to be from verses 13 through to 16. And this is when Jesus is talking on salt and light. So just after the Beatitudes, he comes to share about salt and light. It should come up on the screen, but it's okay. I can read it out to you as well. This This is what Jesus is saying. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, we know from the scripture, you know, salt and light is what we're going to major on today. And I just wanted to give some context before I I share the questions with our our young people. Now, as you know, salt will give taste. It adds flavour to something, isn't it? And this is what Jesus is talking about. He's talking about flavour. And you think back when Jesus was doing his ministry, salt was very expensive. It was very precious, very precious, and it was to be used wisely. And that's why he's saying, look... If, it, if it's not salty, it's rendered useless, right? And you guys, you are precious. So I just want to speak that over you. You as salty people are precious, okay? And knowing Jesus, right, requires your personal relationship to be salty, to be precious. I can't do that for you. That's through your devotion with him. We can only be salt and light because he is salt and light. We cannot do it in our own strength and we need to press into him. But... I just wanted to ask one question because, as you know, as the as the, the youth leader here, I am down with the youth lingo, right? I know all the slang. I'm so, I did a whole lesson on it and I, I nailed it, right? I tried. Okay. At least you know the panel are truthful. Okay. So when we're talking about salt, 
If I was to say you're salty, Maria, Matty, Lee, Kayla, you're salty, what does that mean now in school if I went you're salty? You want to share with, with the congregation some context? Um, so if someone calls you salty, it just means like you're kind of rude, a bit bitter, like you just you just have a bit of an attitude. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, so when I refer to them as salty and you are salty, I'm not saying that you are rude. I'm not saying you have an attitude problem. I'm, not, I'm just, I'm going to flip it. Because Jesus called us. He said, you, you, you are the salt. So I've got some questions for the panel. And I'm, I'm going to start with you, Maria, and we'll, we'll work our way down. So in terms of looking at salt, okay, how do you keep yourself salty? And then how do you add flavour in your community? So how do you keep yourself salty? And how do you add flavour in the community? Okay, well, to me, salty, being salty, is really important about the flavour and the preserving. But there's almost a deep element to me that salt isn't like a nice flavour. You don't enjoy it by itself at all. And I resonate with that, that Christianity isn't easy. The, the decisions you make on a day-to-day basis, aren't, you have to go against the grain. He says that it will be only the few that take the path, not many. And I think that it sometimes is choosing actively what God wants for you. And the way I do that is I read my Bible, um, I try it every single day in the evenings, and I pray in the mornings and evenings. And I think that I, just hearing what God has to say for me, knowing my Bible well enough that when those decisions come, I know which path to take because I know what God's put said for me. And I think how I implement that is... Um, I go to Palmaters and I run the Christian Union at my palm, at my school. So that involves um, kids from across the school coming together. We do Bible studies. Sometimes we have outreach events. So you visited, and we've had things like Grilla Christian. And I think that having that kind of club in school, it is a challenge because it's not the socially acceptable thing to do to be a Christian. But I think surrounding yourself with other Christians is just so empowering because then. I can keep myself accountable, I can keep the Christians around me accountable, and they can keep me accountable. And it's just so encouraging when you feel like you could be feeling alone. I try and start every day by reading the Bible, so I go into the day with God's word with me. But also, in any situation where I feel like it's not going my way, I try and pray. Whether that's big or small, whether that's trying to get to the front of the queue at Nando's or, or trying to pass the test. So I really try to start the day and during the day try and keep my relationship with God going. And how I bring flavour, I think, is I try and shift the conversations towards more godly stuff in school because people don't come from Christian backgrounds and so they all have their own things that they like to talk about, some of which uh, I, don't, I can't relate to in the same ways that they can. But I try and steer it into ways that everyone is like, helpful for everyone in a way. It's not just pushing towards things that are ungodly. Um, the way that I stay salty is by showing my appreciation to God for everything that I have. And I do this by every morning I wake up, the first thing I do is pray to God for waking me up and breathing life into me again. Because I think it's very important that every day you wake up because that's just like a privilege in itself. And the way that I stay salty and implement salt into my life is by encouraging people to do things the godly way. So when people are forgiving or when they're angry with something, just to like let it go, to show compassion to other people instead of holding it against them. I think that's very important. Yeah. So I have a question on, on staying salty. We're going to stick with the saltiness. Okay. 
how can we as a church, because we need generations, we need the parent generations, the grandparent generations, be praying over our, our young people. What can we do in order to help keep you sorted so you're adding flavour to the community? Yeah, go okay. I think the biggest thing is obviously prayer is a massive thing. Anything that we do has to go through prayer because that's our way of connecting to God. But I think also you guys are a lot wiser than us. You've had the life experience. You've had the tough conversations. You've been in the situations that are hard. And we like being able to hear your stories and hear how you did it is just so encouraging to us because, yes, our generation might be different to yours, but there's so many similarities, so many things that we can learn from that we're not the first to have to do this. There are so many people that have done it before us and set the path. So I think being able to learn from you guys is amazing. So as we already said, uh, salt is quite bitter. And as Christians, we go against the social norm, we go against the grain. So what I would like is your encouragement and your prayer to keep us, keep us with this flavour Keep us with a pushing into this God, God-fueled lifestyle, pushing away from the social norms and directing us to help other people come towards Christ. Um, I'd like your encouragement for us to um, spread the gospel with other people. Um, it's important to share something that's like very that's close to us and to like open that up to the world because a lot there's a lot of people who need Jesus and need the light that we shine. So just that encouragement for us to be the light in everywhere and every place that we go to. Yeah. Really, really good reflections and real honest, vulnerable answers. So I'm I'm really grateful. Thank you for that. And look, it's not just about being salt, it's about being light. This is why Jesus is saying salt and light. And look, I, I don't know if you would agree with me, there's a lot of darkness around us today in the places we go and visit. And this is why Jesus is encouraging us, saying, look, you've got to be the light, shine God's light into that situation, shine in the darkness. So just kind of some similar, similar questions for you. I'd, I'd love to ask you, where, for each of you in different walks of life, different schools, different places, different social circles, right? So where is the darkness around you and what does it look like to shine a light into that situation? I think for me, <clears throat> something that's been put on my heart recently that I've become more aware of is almost the gossip culture in school, the way that people are so quick to put others down, to spread something, just, oh, just one more person, I'll tell one more person, until the world and their dog knows. And I think think that it's just so important that the, the chain stops with us. As Christians, this is where, if we get told information, it's not for us to go and tell our friend because it's a bit of fun. And I think not only do we have to stop it, but where we can to speak like encouragement into other people's lives, whether it's saying it to your face, complimenting a person, saying that what you like about their personality and what God's done for them, but also saying it when they're not around. You, as, each, as an individual, you want your friends to speak good about you. So be that friend that speaks good about the people around them and be the one that just isn't putting other people down, but bringing them up even when you haven't been asked to. So for me, I feel like the darkness around me is every, how everyone's becoming so self-centred. Everyone needs to be happy with themselves and not happy with everyone else. They need to be the centre of attention. And this pushes people away. This is not what God asked us to do. We are meant to be a fellowship together. We're meant to be a community, and we're losing that. And so for me, the darkness is that. And so to, to break that, I try and try and act with humility, try and put people's, other, people's needs before my own, try and be selfless. 
I know it's not really selfless to say it, but that's what I try and do. And so if people are being left out, I try and include them in stuff, try and make them the centre of attention for once, try and make everyone be happy with who they are, but in a way that everyone is together. Um, what I'd like to say is the, the darkness that I see is with people acting towards the flesh. People follow what their flesh is saying to them, what's like what they want to do, but not what the spirit wants to do. And um, they often go with like seeking revenge, jealousy, and what Maria said about the gossip culture. And I just want to encourage people that they should turn away from that, listen to the other voice in their head that's telling them to show kindness and compassion and to be good to other people and to spread the way of Jesus through their actions. So Jesus was really clear. He mentioned that he was the light of the world. He's saying, let your light shine before others. The word is a lamp unto my feet, right? So it's really important. We're shining our light into these dark places, as you've shared so well. But my, my question is, and we can turn this into prayer, how we can pray for you, is what stops you from shining your light? What causes you to put that lamp, that light, and then hide it under a bulb? I think the biggest thing is being seen as the odd one out, the one that, like, if going back to the gossip stuff, is to be the one to be like, guys, actually, isn't the best conversation. It's not nice. It's very uncomfortable. You're going to get a couple of weird looks going like, well, why? And I think just kind of being able to push past that kind of level of what are people going to think about me? And I think that that's very tricky, especially in a school setting when your whole identity is based on what others see you as. And I think the other thing is, like, Sometimes it's almost scary to say stuff because we're in a society where you say one sentence out of line, that's then taken out of context, and then cancel culture, that's it. And I think there's a lot of fear about saying things that aren't conventionally okay in today's society. And I think that a lot of prayers needed for people to be encouraged to say that it's okay to not fit into the mold that society has right now. It's okay that we're following a different standard. And we shouldn't be scared to talk about that because... We're not setting, we're not being judged by the world, being judged by God, and we need to remember that. <laughs> in situations, it can feel like we're the only light in the darkness. And it can feel really disheartening when we're the only one trying to promote this good message. But the light doesn't come from us, the light comes from God. And we need to feel, we need to have God flow through us into other people. It's not our works, it's His works. We need to glorify Him through what we do. So He can overcome any bowl. His love overcomes. That's what we're singing. We need to believe in that. Um, sometimes there might even be the uncomfortability within us to actually do that, to step out, to be that light. Because when we're the light, you see, there's always darkness around you. You stand out. You're there. So you, it's just that extra step to listen to God, to follow him, to go out there and just like be that light and show people who you are and who you follow. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really good. Thank you for sharing that, and we'll have a chance to pray for all under 25s at the end. Um, but I just wanted to take this opportunity to pray for you right now, because it, you're so right, Matthew. It's, it's, not, it's not our strength, it's his strength. We are only salt and light because he is salt and light. We are only alive because he is alive. We're, you know, we are, it's, it's so important. I can't do it for you, 
this is something that you, need, you guys need to grasp yourself. And what you were saying, Marie, it's great to, to draw advice from our congregation and say, look, these are the mistakes I've made. This is what I found works. It's, it's multi-generation overcoming the enemy. It's a multi-generation that is sharing the flavour of salt and a light. And this, you know, I'm, I want to speak life. I want to speak promises that this, this church here right now, Wellspring Church, is going to be the salt and light of Watford. Yeah. This is a place where people are going to come to you know, that are never going to thirst anymore, that are going to be fed tasty food, that are going to have light flowing, literal tasty food as well. I know, look at you, Kevin, your tasty foods. But this is what the church would want to be, and it's a multi-generational thing. So I wonder uh, where you are, if you could, you know, even if you, if you haven't got kids or you haven't got kids within the church, we're still looking to you as a parent and grandparent generation to get behind not just only our young people, but our kids as well, in helping them stay salting and encouraging them not to hide that light under a bowl. So I wonder just where you are, if I just pray a blessing, could you just reach out your arms uh, to, to Maria, to Matty, to, to Kayla, and I'm sure Tim will come and, and do something nice on the keys as well as I, as I pray for them. So Heavenly Father, I, I thank you that you call us to be salt and light, but we can only be salt and light because you are salt and light. You have overcome. And Father, I, I just pray that there will be continual outworking and outpouring of your spirit into these three young, amazing, bold and courageous people I have sat in front of me. And Lord, we just ask that they would not lose their saltiness, that we as a church would stand up and take the charge to keep them salty, to keep them accountable, to keep loving them, to keep giving them wisdom and knowledge to pray for them. And Father, I just pray for a boldness and a courage that doesn't hide that light, that shines light into the darkness and where there is light, darkness will flee. And Father, I just speak life into every one of these, the promises you have for each one of them, Lord, that they will come to pass because no word returns to you void. So Father, whether they're being salty, whether they're shining lights, that your works, you, Father, would be glorified in all you do because whatever we do, we want to glorify the Father. And Father, I thank you we have a chance to glorify you through these three amazing young people. So would you protect them, would you bless them, would you keep them, would you give them favour? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged by what you've heard. If you'd like to know more about Jesus, Wellspring Church, or how you can grow with others in faith, Connect with us by clicking the link in the episode description or by joining us on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. in person and online.